In the conclusion of his letter to the Galatians, Apostle Paul reiterates and affirms the central themes and issues that pervade the epistle, a technique he often employs in his writings. This section of the letter not only offers a summary, but also serves as a powerful final statement of Paul's convictions and directives. A notable aspect of this conclusion is found in Galatians 6.11, where Paul personally takes over the writing from his scribe. This shift in authorship from scribe to apostle is significant and is a practice Paul follows in several of his other epistles, as evidenced in passages like 1 Corinthians 16.21, Colossians 4.18, and 2 Thessalonians 3.17. This personal touch in the writing process accentuates the emphasis Paul places on the message he is conveying. The phrase large letters used by Paul in this passage has been subject to various interpretations. While some have speculated that it refers to the overall length of the letter, it more likely points to the physical size of the letters themselves. There is a theory that Paul might have written this concluding section in capital letters, contrasting with the lowercase letters used throughout the rest of the epistle. This stylistic choice is noteworthy and purposeful. Regarding the reasons behind Paul's use of large letters, there has been some conjecture that it might have been due to poor eyesight. However, a more compelling argument, considering the tone and urgency of the letter, is that Paul intended to use this method as a means of asserting his message. The use of large, possibly capital, letters in the conclusion serves to draw attention to the critical and emphatic nature of his final words to the Galatians. In doing so, Paul ensures that his concluding remarks carry a weight and authority that highlight the importance of the teachings and exhortations contained within the letter. Also, Campbell delves into the motivations and actions of the Judaizers within the early Christian community. The Judaizers, as Campbell describes, were a group insisting on the necessity of circumcision for salvation, a stance that deviated from the core Christian doctrine of salvation by faith alone. Campbell's interpretation indicates three primary characteristics of the Judaizers. Firstly, he maintains their tendency to be men-pleasers, focusing on making a good outward impression. This trait aligns with Paul's critique in Galatians 1.10, where Paul points out the importance of serving Christ rather than seeking the approval of people. The Judaizers' emphasis on external appearances and rituals like circumcision was seen as a way to maintain a favorable image within the religious community which was particularly important in a context where adherence to Jewish laws and traditions was highly valued. Secondly, Campbell discusses the Judaizers' fear of persecution. This fear, he suggests, was a significant factor driving their insistence on circumcision. By aligning with Jewish traditions and laws, the Judaizers likely aimed to avoid conflicts with both Jewish authorities and the Roman Empire. This approach, however, led them away from the central Christian tenet of faith in Christ alone as they sought safety in conformity. Moreover, Campbell addresses the Judaizers' desire to boast about the number of Galatians they converted to their belief system. The act of circumcision was seen as a religious and merit-earning rite, and their success in converting others to this belief was a source of pride. This boasting about conversions was contrary to the message of the gospel, which reiterated humility and faith over works and human achievements. Furthermore, Campbell implies that the Judaizers sought to soften the offense of the cross by promoting a doctrine of justification that included both faith and works. In doing so, they were attempting to make Christianity more palatable to the broader society, which in turn diluted the purity of the gospel as taught by Paul. 
This strategy, while perhaps less controversial, compromised the fundamental Christian message of salvation through faith alone. Campbell's analysis thus sheds light on the complexities and challenges faced by the early Christian church in maintaining the integrity of its core teachings amidst diverse and sometimes conflicting religious perspectives. In addition, Campbell provides a deep dive into the Apostle Paul's teachings on boasting, the cross, and the new creation in Christ, along with the implications for both Jewish and Gentile believers. Galatians 6.14 is central to Campbell's discussion, where he repeats Paul's contrast between the Judaizer's glorification of fleshly achievements and Paul's own boasting in the cross of Christ. Unlike the Judaizers who viewed the cross as a symbol of shame, Paul revered it as a symbol of glory and atonement. This reverence signifies a complete detachment from the world's temptations and a reliance on spiritual rather than physical accomplishments. Campbell underlines how Paul perceived the world and its allurements as crucified to him, reflecting a profound spiritual transformation and a rejection of worldly values. In Galatians 6.15, Campbell focuses on the theme of the new creation, underscoring Paul's dismissal of external religious symbols as a means of salvation. This passage emphasizes that true salvation and spiritual rebirth do not depend on outward signs or rituals, but on being a part of the new creation through Christ. This new creation is not bound by the physical distinctions and ceremonial practices that were so important under the Old Covenant. Galatians 6.16, according to Campbell, deals with the availability of peace and mercy from God to those who follow the principle of salvation by grace through faith alone. This verse also addresses the contentious phrase, the Israel of God. Campbell contends against interpreting this as the Christian church, insisting it refers to Jewish believers in Christ. He bases this interpretation on the consistent New Testament use of Israel to refer to Jews and Paul's distinction between believing and non-believing Jews. This stance is crucial in understanding Paul's perspective on the relationship between Jews and Gentiles in the early church, accentuating his respect and love for his Jewish heritage while embracing the inclusive nature of the Christian faith. Last but not least, Campbell dives into the profound significance of the Apostle Paul's concluding remarks in his letter to the Galatians. This section is marked by a deep personal and theological reflection, illustrating Paul's commitment and authenticity as an apostle. Verse 17 affirms Paul's response to the challenges posed by Judaizers who questioned his apostolic authority and the message he preached. In the face of these challenges, Paul seeks to put an end to such controversies, affirming his genuine apostolic calling. He points to the physical scars he bears as irrefutable evidence of his dedication and suffering for Christ's sake. These scars, termed stigmata, are not merely physical marks, but carry a profound symbolic meaning. They represent signs of ownership, akin to the brands on slaves and cattle, symbolizing Paul's total submission and servitude to Christ, far from being a mere pleaser of people. These marks of Jesus on his body serve as a powerful testament to his unwavering faith and the sacrifices he endured for the gospel. In verse 18, Paul concludes with a final word of benediction. Notably, this epistle lacks personal greetings or salutations, maintaining a solemn and serious tone throughout. Yet in his closing, Paul reiterates his deep longing for the grace of God to be with the Galatians. This desire, consistent from the beginning of the letter, asserts the Apostle's pastoral concern and affection for the recipients of his letter. Uniquely among Paul's epistles, he concludes with a reminder of his love, 
addressing the recipients as brothers, a term that conveys deep familial bonds and affection. Campbell's interpretation of these verses sheds light on the intensity and sincerity of Paul's message to the Galatians. The Apostle's use of his own experiences and sufferings as a testament to his commitment, combined with his heartfelt desire for the spiritual welfare of the Galatians, culminates in a compelling and tender appeal for their obedience and faithfulness to the teachings of Christ. In conclusion, in the last section of his letter to the Galatians, Apostle Paul reasserts the key themes of the epistle, a common pattern in his writings. This part of the letter serves as a powerful culmination of his beliefs and instructions. A notable aspect is Paul personally taking over the writing from his scribe in Galatians 6.11, a practice seen in several of his epistles. This shift from scribe to apostle is significant, highlighting the message's importance. The large letters he mentions likely refer to the physical size of the letters, possibly written in capitals for emphasis. This could be due to poor eyesight or an intention to indicate the urgency and critical nature of his message. Further, Campbell's analysis of the Judaizers in the early Christian community adds depth to this discussion. Judaizers insisted on circumcision for salvation, diverging from the principle of salvation by faith alone. Their characteristics included seeking approval from people, fearing persecution, and boasting about conversions, which contradicted the core gospel message of humility and faith. Besides, they tried to make Christianity more palatable to broader society by including works in the doctrine of salvation, thereby diluting its essence. Additionally, Campbell explores Paul's teachings on boasting, the cross, and the new creation in Christ. Paul contrasts his boasting in the cross with the Judaizers' emphasis on physical achievements. He views the world as crucified to him, signifying a deep spiritual transformation. The new creation theme in Galatians 6.15 maintains that salvation hinges on being part of this new creation, not on external rituals. The contentious phrase, the Israel of God, in Galatians 6.16, according to Campbell, refers to Jewish believers in Christ, shedding light on Paul's view of the Jewish-Gentile relationship in the church. Lastly, in his concluding remarks, Paul confirms his apostolic authority, using his physical scars as testimony to his dedication to Christ. These marks, termed stigmata, symbolize his complete servitude to Christ. His final benediction reflects his deep pastoral concern for the Galatians, pointing out his heartfelt desire for their spiritual welfare and faithfulness to Christ's teachings.